hey, I'm Rebecca, your host for Let's Have Tea podcast. This podcast is a time that you can come and listen and learn God's Word, study God's Word, and grow in God's Word as we wait upon Him. Isaiah chapter 40 verses 26 through 31 says, Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the whole earth. He never becomes faint or weary. There is no limit to his understanding. He gives strength to the faint and strengthens the powerless. Youths may become faint and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who trust in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on the wings like eagles. They will run and not become weary. They will walk and not faint. So why is the title of this podcast, Let's Have Tea? Because when you have a tea bag and it's in hot water, it makes strong tea. And the longer you wait for it, the longer you leave that tea bag in that hot water, the stronger it's going to be. And if we can learn God's Word, if we can gain some patience and grow that patience, whatever we face, we're going to be able to wait. And we're going to go through trials. We're going to grow through trials. But we have to learn to wait. There's power in the wait. And there's victory in the wait. So sit back and grab you a glass of hot coffee or hot tea, or as my husband would say, a big glass of Coke, and let's get together and study God's Word. Hey friends, it's Rebecca. I'm so glad that you joined me today. Today is Tuesday, June 23rd. And the title of today's show is Girl Preach. Today we're going to be talking about a dry and parched field. Psalm 63.1 says, God, you are my God. I eagerly seek you. I thirst for you. My body faints for you. In a land that is dry, desolate, and without water. And in the the times and the season that we're in right now, it seems like everything is dry. Not just from being summertime and here in Louisiana. I mean, we still have some green grass right now, but as as we go through the summer season, the the grass it it the ground is parched. But so are the people, and the people right now, they're losing hope. They flip on the news and it's everything seems like it's negative from what's going on, you know, in our land, in our country. I think about the people that live around us. And, you know, we were out of our church building for, I don't know, I think eight, eight weeks, I believe. And... Everybody don't have Facebook. Everybody doesn't have internet. So they missed, you know, uh, they missed church. They missed service. They were watching, um, you know, stuff online, uh, on the TV, but 
they miss their church family. And I think about those people that even when we were able to gather together corporately in in the church, in the church building, they weren't there. Do they not know? Have they not heard? Sometimes we treat people like they are a cactus. They thrive in bone-dry soil. We think that, well, they've always been that way. They'll never change. So I'm, I'm not going to invite them to church. I'm not going to stop and, and share my testimony with them or, or say, hey, God loves you. But what if we're wrong? Have they ever had a drop of living water? As I was reading Psalm 63, 1, I thought about one of my favorite Bible stories. And it comes out of John chapter 4. And I'm going to be reading out of the Passion Translation. We're going to start in verse 1. It says, Soon the news reached the Jewish religious leaders, known as the Pharisees, that Jesus was drawing greater crowds of followers coming to be baptized than John. Although Jesus didn't baptize, but had his disciple baptize the people. Jesus heard what was being said and abruptly left Judea and returned to the province of Galilee. And he had to pass through a Samaritan territory. Jesus arrived at the Samaritan village of Sachar near the field that Jacob had given to his son Joseph long ago. Wearied by his long journey, he sat on the edge of Jacob's well. He sent his disciples in the village to buy food, for it was already afternoon. Soon a Samaritan woman came to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink of water. Surprised, she said, Why would a Jewish man ask a Samaritan woman for a drink of water? Jesus replied, If you only knew who I am and the gift that God wants to give you, you'd ask me for a drink, and I would I would give to you living water. Verse 11, the woman replied, But sir, you don't even have a bucket, and this well is very deep, so where do you find this living water? Do you really think that you are greater than our ancestors Jacob, who dug this well and drank from it himself, along with his children and livestock? Jesus answered, If you drink from Jacob's well, you'll be thirsty again and again. But if anyone drinks the living water I give them, they will never thirst again and will be forever satisfied. For when you drink the water I give you, it becomes a gushing fountain of the Holy Spirit, springing up and flooding you with endless life. The woman replied, Let me drink that water so I'll never be thirsty again and won't have to come back here to draw water. Verse 16, Jesus said, go get your husband and bring him back here. But I'm not married, the woman answered. That's true, Jesus said, for you've been married five times and now you're living with a man who is not your husband. You have told the truth. The woman said, you must be a prophet. So tell me this, why do our fathers worship God here on this nearby mountain? But your people teach that Jerusalem is the place where we must worship, which is right. Jesus responded, Believe me, dear woman, the time has come when you won't worship the Father on a mountain, nor in Jerusalem, but in your heart. 
Your people don't really know the one they worship. We Jews worship out of our experience. For it's from the Jews that salvation is made available. From here on, worshiping the Father will not be a matter of the right place, but with the right heart. For God is a spirit, and he longs to have sincere worshipers who worship and adore him in the realm of the spirit and in truth. The woman said, This is all so confusing. But I do know that the anointed one is coming, the true Messiah. And when he comes, he will tell us everything we need to know. Verse 26, Jesus said to her, You don't have to wait any longer. The anointed one is here speaking with you. I am the one you are looking for. At that moment, the disciples returned and were stunned to see Jesus speaking with a Samaritan woman. Yet none of them dared to ask him why or what they were discussing. All at once, the woman dropped her water jar and ran off to her village and told everyone, Come and meet a man at the well who told me everything I have ever done. He could be the anointed one we've been waiting for. Hearing this, the people came streaming out of the village to go see Jesus. Then the disciples began to insist that Jesus eat some of the food they brought back from the village, saying, Teacher, you must eat something. But Jesus told them, Don't worry about me. I haven't. I have eaten a meal you don't know about. Puzzled by this, the disciples began to discuss among themselves. Did someone already bring him food? Where did he get this meal? Then Jesus spoke up and said, My food is to be doing the will of him who sent me and to bring it to completion. And that was verse 34. And I'm going to stop right there. But it goes on. Script This, this story goes on and it says that the Samaritan woman, she goes out and she goes back to her village and, and she's telling people. And I think a couple of weeks ago on, on Girl Preach, I, I talked about this. You know, this, this lady, Jesus sent her out. Girl, you go preach. You go tell them the good news. And I think today he would say, Girl, you just need to look around. We are living in a dry and parched field. It's just like a bunch of cactus here. Some cacti. They're 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 just they're here. They're just planted in dry soil that they just need a drop of living water. Will you go and give them that living water? Will you present them the gospel? It's not hard. Maybe a little uncomfortable. But what if we're the only ones that will be bold enough to tell them? What if we're the ones that that meet someone at at the well, at the gas pump, at the ATM? And we tell them about Jesus. We tell them about the this living God that has a endless supply of living water. Y'all, God is faithful. And he just he just wants us to to reach out and to minister to his people. He wants us to to give them just a drop of living water because once once they have a taste of it
They're going to want to come to know him just like she did. She went to get this physical water. And I think it's New King James. It says, the the translation says, and she left her water pot. That's what we want to see. We want to see those conversions. They're, They're seeking physical things, physical water. They're coming with, you know, just trying to fill a void. Just like we don't know why this lady had five husbands. Was she just trying to fill a void? Yeah, you're not it. You're not it. I don't know. Maybe maybe her husband, you know, one, two, three, and four, and even number five, maybe they died. I'm not sure. But she was looking for something to fill those voids. And what if we have that something that someone is looking for? The water Jesus wanted was the refreshing, satisfying pleasure of her devotion. He says to each one of us, nothing satisfies me except you. It says this lady, the sinner, she drank of the Savior. And then Jesus, the Savior, he drank of the sinner and both were satisfied. Because remember, Scripture says, that when the disciples come back with with lunch, with, with food, I've already eaten a meal you don't know about. He was satisfied talking with this, this woman at the well, the sinner. And she was satisfied by having conversation with Jesus. They were both filled. And it, it says that Neither of them ate or drank. Jesus didn't eat a physical meal. This lady didn't get physical water. But they were both satisfied. In a dry and parched field, they were both satisfied. This passage, it says, after offering her living water, Jesus confronts her with her sin and steers her away from religious debates. You know, yes, you you did tell me the truth. You have had five husbands and you are not married now to the one that you're living with. You know, that's very bold. And it would be hard to do it, you know, to go and to talk to someone like this. But sometimes we just have to be bold. And if Holy Spirit is saying, you need to, they need to know they don't, what they, what they're doing right now, they don't know it's wrong because that's always the way it's been done. And that's why that they're, they have dried out and they're parched because nobody else is bold enough to go and speak truth into their life. It goes on to say that Jesus unveils himself to her as the true Messiah. And he will do the same thing to everyone who comes to him. You're driving down the road and you see so-and-so outside and, oh, I tell you, they they do this and this. And and I've seen them, you know, around a campfire or a bonfire and they're, they're doing this and this and, 
Next time I see them outside, I'm going to stop. And then you drive by and there they are. And Holy Spirit just slams on your brakes for you. Go and preach to them some truth. You can do it in love. Hey, what y'all doing today? What y'all doing tonight? Because so many times they're drinking the wrong water. They need that living water. And they don't know it. Just like this lady didn't know it. And no doubt that this woman was the talk of the town. You know, she's had five marriages. And she was well known for what she had done. Maybe the people that God puts in your path. You know, this is your assignment. This is what I want you to do. And you're like, oh, but God, you do you understand? <laughs> Everybody talks about them. They, they're known for this, this, and this. And you're sending me? God, please, no. Send me, just send me anywhere else but there. I've been there. You know, and I've, God, please, no. And he should just take the first step. Just get out of the car and just talk to him. And it says, for her to say these words were an honest confession. You know, she's, she is pouring out her sins to Jesus. The miracle here is that the people believed her and they went to go see for themselves. That's when she went back to her, her community, her, her little town. Hey, I think I've, I've met the, the Messiah. Can you come see? I mean, she goes from sinner to apostle because Jesus says, go and tell them. That's a complete turnaround. All because she had one drop of living water. It changed her life. She went from dry and parched to flourishing. And she wanted to go and spread the gospel. She wanted she wanted someone else to have that radical change in life like she did. Will we be like this woman also? Are we bold enough? Do we have enough faith in in the work that God's doing within us that that we can go and preach his word like this? We don't have to go bash them in the head. Now look at you, you you heathen, you sinner. We don't have to do it that way. Now, if God tells you to, or God tells me to, I better. But I would rather be laughed at by that group of people sitting around a bonfire on a Friday night than wait you know, let that opportunity pass. Well, I'm just, I can't do that. I, God, I'm not doing that. And then when I meet him face to face, and he says, do you remember those those five families? You know, them 10 people that were sitting around that, that bonfire that Friday night, and I told you to stop and go preach to them, go give them a drop of living water, and you didn't do it? That was five families that didn't receive salvation because 
you chickened out. I don't ever want to miss an opportunity to do what God has me to has for me to do. Yeah, there are going to be tough times and and uncomfortable situations. But I'd I'd rather be laughed at and had beer cans thrown at me or, you know, cussed out and said, you know, go get back in your car. At least I tried. I planted a seed. And then if they run me off, then I'm going to pray for them that, that that seed will somehow take root in each of those lives. And that conviction will fall upon them and they will repent before God. Not for what they did to me, but for their sins where they will live right and and bring their family to church and come to know the Lord. The times that we're living in is dry and parched because God is... They're trying to, the, everyone's trying, not, not, not Christians, but just the politicians, the unbelievers, they're just, they want to take God out of this and God off of that. And, and let's just do it this way. Let's let everybody have freedom of speech, except for y'all Christians. Now y'all can't, y'all can't have freedom of speech. Y'all need to keep your mouth shut. That's why it's dry and parched, just because we don't want to step on toes. But now it's time to, it don't matter who we make mad. It don't matter who we offend with God's word. Because if we don't tell them, who will? I just feel like God's saying, come on, girl, it's time to preach. Will you be that one to give someone a drop of water? Even though you think, well, they're just cactus and they don't need living water. Because they've always been that way. But what if what if they're being a cactus that don't need that water because they don't know that they can be something else? They can be this flourishing, thriving, beautiful soul that is filled with living water. And out of them flows living water. What a testimony they would have. Will you be the one that shares the gospel with them? Come on, girl. Preach. Share the word. Share what God gives you. Well, that's going to be all for today. I know this was probably, you know, oh, I really don't want to have to go do that. I don't want I don't I don't want to I don't want to feel convicted because, you know, God told me the other day that I needed to stop by and see so and so. I'm sorry, but this, 
The title of this was wrote down last week. This was already scheduled for me to, to talk about. But just like I said, I'd rather, I'd rather be laughed at or mocked. I mean, Jesus was. We're no better than him. It might sting a little bit and, you know, make you want to cry and maybe even lash back out. But if that's your assignment, come on, girl, you got to preach. You got to do it. Until next time, let's have tea.